All right, everybody. It is nine o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is now D1 Speaks. I am really happy about tonight. We have got Deegan Rigby joining us. He is a 24 uncommitted. He's from Utah. Hey, Deegan, are you with us? Yeah. I'm oh, here. man, I am really looking forward to tonight. Hey, why don't you uh, kind of introduce yourself? Maybe tell us what high school you go to, travel team, GPA, and even how'd you get into baseball? Uh, yeah, I'm a 2024 from Bear River High School. My GPA is a 4.0, and this summer I'm going to play with RA Baseball Academy and Trotsky National. Um, I kind of got into baseball when I was around like six years old in our small town little league for a year and then moved up my way up to comp ball. Man, I love it. So uh, kind of give us an idea to give us maybe some measurements, like what's your height and weight? Um, I'm 6'5", 210 pounds. 6'5", and you're a 24? You're still growing, man. Where'd <laughs> yeah. you get this height from? Um, I'm not sure. My dad and grandpa are pretty tall, but not that tall. I hear you, man. Congratulations. And uh, you say you're, you're playing with uh, part of the, the travel team is also part of Trotsky National? Hey, yeah. Trotsky's a big name in, in uh, travel baseball. I mean, congratulations. He, you, you're talking about the Trotsky out of California? Uh, there's a Utah team, too. Gotcha. That I'm playing with. Hey, man, that's outstanding. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, what positions do you play? And then really, you know, what are some of your strengths? And maybe a couple things you're working on. Um, I play third and first, and then I, I pitch. I think some of my strengths are that I have a good arm for pitching and throwing it across the diamond from third, and I can hit the ball really well, too. A uh, weakness I have is I'm not very fast, so I don't steal very many bases. Hey, man, one good thing, if you hit the ball hard enough and far enough, it doesn't really matter how fast you run. You know what I mean? So let me ask you, pitching-wise, what's your velo? Um, Right now I'm sitting like – 89 to 90 and top in 92. That's not bad, brother. That's very, very impressive. Congratulations. So what are, what are some of your secondaries? Um, I have a slider and then a curveball, and I have a changeup, but I don't throw it too All much. All right. If you had to have your go-to pitch that you had the most confidence in, what would it be? My fastball. Fastball? Yeah, sure. no doubt, man. If yeah. you're hitting 92, I don't blame you. That's impressive. Hey, everybody that's joining us tonight, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate it. Uh, we're going to record this series or this show. So if you did get in late, don't worry about it. We'll, uh, we'll retweet it out, and you'll be able to hear it in its entirety. Tonight we're speaking with Deegan Rigby. He is a 24 uncommitted prospect. He's out of the state of Utah. So let me ask you something. You're really playing at a high level. Uh, you got great physical measurements already. You got a great GPA, 4.0. I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> so how do you really kind of stay motivated to keep improving your skills and kind of keep pushing yourself? Um, I think just a big motivation to me is just chasing the next level. But I always want to be bettering myself to hopefully be able to play the best baseball I can at the highest level I can. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you, you kind of see your game heading? What's the highest level? 
Um, I hope to play the best college ball that I can. I hope to work hard enough to hopefully appear in the draft at some point. Man, that's outstanding. Are you thinking about maybe being in the draft after your senior year? Uh, I hope so. I hope so for sure. Or maybe after my first year of college. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely, man. Nothing wrong with that. So let me ask you something. I know that you probably have had some big moments on the field, and you've pro- I'm sure you've gotten a lot of achievements. If you could kind of narrow it down and think about maybe one thing in particular that really meant the most to you, whether it was just a, a, a moment or a particular award achievement, let's talk about it and then really kind of also frame it with what did, what did you learn from that particular experience? Um, yeah, this year, a pretty cool, a cool one. I, I earned the varsity pitching award for my high school team and it taught me that hard work pays off and shows me that I have a great coaching and amazing support system behind me that I have, that have helped me through every step of the way. Yeah, no doubt. Let me ask you something. How did your uh, high school team do this year? Um, I think we ended up fourth overall at state. Okay. Not bad at all. Were you guys relatively young, or did, or did you have kind of like a, a senior-led team? No, yeah, we were really young. We only had four seniors on our roster. Wow, that's super young. Man, I tell you what, what a great experience. Sounds like you had a very good year, too. ton of talent. Yeah, yeah, we should be really good next year. I believe year. it. It's going to be a lot of pressure on the coach next year because a lot of parents are going to be saying, hey, you better do something good. <laughs> No yeah. doubt about it, man. I love that. Hey, uh, let's, let's kind of reflect back. When you introduced yourself, I mean, one of the things, obviously, that really jumped out at me was your GPA, that 4.0. I mean, that is just outstanding. That took a lot of hard work and effort. So how do you really balance that with all the baseball work you do as well? Because I know that you're working not only practices, you got tons of games, you're playing a summer schedule, I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if you're working with somebody on your own as well. That just is a very big commitment. And then you have got an outstanding GPA. So how are you doing that? Uh, yeah, our, our coach, our high school coach is really good about making sure that we are, that we put our grades and academic priorities first to make sure that we're being the best we can in the classroom and on the field. He always says everything translates. So we need to be the best that we can we can and work hard in everything we do. Man, I tell you what, that's great advice right there. That's a fantastic coach. What's his name? Uh, Donald Haas. H-A-A-S? Haas? H-A-W-E-S. Oh, thank you. Halls. Hey, if anybody doesn't notice, my I am originally from Georgia. I have a little bit of a southern accent, and sometimes I kind of hear with a southern ear as well. I live in Orlando, Florida now, but I haven't given it totally up. So it sounds like Coach Halls is doing a fantastic job, somebody that you can absolutely lean on. Yes, yeah, sir. absolutely. Do you know how long he's been at the school? Mm, I don't know the exact year, but – Probably close to 20 years, I'm guessing. He's been there for a while. Man, you are so fortunate. The guys that are coming through there, I mean, that level of commitment from a coach that has that kind of stability and uh, has that kind of guidance and wisdom, you guys are very, very fortunate. There is no question about that. Hey, again, everybody that's joining, thank you very, very much for being here. We certainly appreciate it. As I said, we record this, and one of the reasons we record it is we turn it into a podcast. The name of that podcast is Now D1 Speaks. 
it is literally on every platform, you know, um, the Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube. I mean, you name it, it's out there. I would absolutely appreciate it if you enjoy this type of content, if you would subscribe. And if you want to give it a five star rating, that wouldn't hurt my feelings either. Hey, tonight we're talking with Deegan Rigby. He is a 24 uncommitted. He's really a power pitcher. He's sitting in the upper 80s, topping out low 90s. You know, he's got a fantastic future ahead of him. He's strong academically. He's got a 4.0. Really excited to have Deegan on. So, hey, let me ask you kind of the next thing that I'm thinking about. You know, as you think back over your career, this relatively short career, are there any particular players or coaches, and I can only imagine coaches, that have really had a big impact on your development have been very influential in your development? Uh, yeah. Um, one coach that has influenced my development a ton is Blake Boca. He was my coach all through Little League, and he actually coached my freshman team in high school. He has taught me so many things about baseball and about life that are irreplaceable. I wouldn't be where I am today without him for sure. Man, that is so cool. I love that, to reach out to a guy that's been a big-time part of your life in Little League. And Little League is so instrumental, honestly, in the development of uh, not only youth baseball, but but future major leaguers as well. I mean, it's really incredible that the influence that these guys can have. Let me ask you something. You know, you, you kind of made the reference that he's had a big impact on your life as well. I mean, is there anything outside of baseball that he's really impressed upon you that you kind of – lean on yeah he he's really good about he made sure that to make sure that we thanked our family and um talk to them and thank them for everything that they did for us hauling us around everywhere and getting us to our games he really put family first was his memo for sure Man, I tell you what, that's big time right there. And I know that your mom and dad appreciated getting those things. I used to kind of think about this a lot in my own situation. You know, I certainly had a son went through this same experience that you went through and he went on to play college baseball as well. And there was a lot of times that I kind of got lost in there as the dad. And I kind of just felt like I was the chauffeur, you know, he, myself and, and, uh, and his mom, my wife, I felt like we were just driving him around all over the, the southeast. You know what I mean? And, and so the parents obviously throw a lot at it. And uh, what great advice from Coach Boca to, to say, hey, every now and then go to mom and dad and just say thank you. That means the world. And it teaches you a lot. And I guarantee you as you kind of grow in your life, you're going to appreciate the effort and the work that you put into someone else when they reciprocate and say, hey, Thank you very much, Deegan. This means a lot to me. I know that you're going out of my way. You know, so that's really cool stuff. You, I got to tell you, man, you have really kind of surrounded yourself right off the bat. Some of the guys that you're talking about that um, they're big time people and they're having a great influence on you. And I will just congratulate you for kind of surrounding yourself with top notch quality people. For sure. Yeah, Thank no you. question, man. Hey, uh, when you let's let's kind of think about high school for just a second, especially with that four I've got a feeling that the classes that you're taking probably aren't lay down classes. You're probably taking some pretty tough classes to begin with, you're, you know. And, and how do you really get through just a day of school? You know, you, not only the social aspect of school, but the mental aspect, the academic aspect. And then when you walk out of the classroom, man, you're going straight to a baseball field whether it's a light workout or it's a practice or more than likely a game. And if it is a game, 
how do you kind of flip that switch to put everything else behind you and really focus on what's at hand? Uh, yeah, as far as, as far as school and everything, I just, it, it's a lot sometimes, but I got a great, my family's super good about keeping my mind off things. When I'm home, I'm home. Like, um, my coach always says, be where your feet are. I think that's a really good way to think about it. Um, when you're in the classroom, you're working as hard as you can to get grades and do everything you can there. And when you're at home, be with your family, you know, don't sit on your phone. He always tells us that. But as far as, as baseball goes, before I game, I like to get, I like to get there extra early, especially when I pitch so that I can sit in the dugout and I like to visualize the game and at bats. And I don't know why, but it's, I like to drink an orange kickstart before every game. It's, it's just something that I've always done. Um, it, it, it's kind of something I think that now it just tells my body and my mind that it's, it's game time. It's time to get me, it helps get me focused. Hey man, very professional approach. You're kind of compartmentalizing everything. And uh, I love that. Keep your feet on the ground, you know, and if you're doing the things you need to do in the classroom and you're taking care of your business, you're not stressed about things you didn't do or you've got to catch up with. Instead, you truly can focus on the game at hand. So I give you a ton of credit there. Hey, but I got to ask you, an orange kickstart? I mean, that I get it once you get into a routine that's kind of your thing. But w- when did you do that the first time? And then, and then what was it that made you think, hey, I think I need to do this every game? Uh it it kind of started back like I think it was like eighth grade coming into coming into my freshman year I played fall ball with the with the high school team, and one of the games when I pitched I just got an orange kickstart and I don't know I just kind of kind of stuck I like I like the taste and everything but it's just it's just kind of like you said it's became a routine and just something I always do. Man, I love that. I gotta tell you, I almost had the feeling if you ever had a bad game and things went sideways, man, so much for the orange kickstart. You'd be looking for a different flavor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You don't know. I hear you, man. Hey, again, everybody that's listening, thank you so much. Absolutely appreciate your support. If you're an uncommitted high school prospect, even a 23 that's already graduated, but specifically 24, 25, or a junior college uncommitted, and I, you know what? I would love to talk to you. If this is something that interests you, please reach out to me. I am at now underscore D1 on Twitter. Just send me a DM. I will tell you that our June is booked, uh, but we're scheduling for July, and I'm sure we're going to do this into August and the fall as well. And one of the things that I have really found out about this uh, series since we've been doing it, there are a ton of coaches that are really dialed into it. College coaches enjoy this. And one of the reasons they enjoy it is the guys that show up and play and the guys that they're recruiting, they can play baseball. They're all big, fast, strong. They understand how to play the game. But one of the the one piece they're not always 100% sure on is really what is their character like and what do they like off the field? What do they like in the classroom? Because I will assure you, college coaches are interested in focusing on baseball and winning baseball games. They really are not interested in hearing about any problems off the field. So when they have an opportunity to hear from somebody like Deegan, who's got a 4.0, and, oh, by the way, he's 6'5", throwing low 90s. It gives them a sense of confidence that, hey, this is a guy that we can trust. This is a guy that's become 
a, a very mature, well-established young man. He's grounded. He understands what it takes off the field so that he can be successful on the field. And it just gives coaches that sense that, hey, I feel good in, in this offer. This is someone that we can absolutely trust. And what's cool about doing this, you know, recording it and then putting it in a podcast, it really gives coaches the, the opportunity to listen to the to subscribe and just listen to the podcast at their own leisure. They don't have to necessarily worry about jumping on every night at nine o'clock. Instead, they can listen to three or four. And what really stands out again is somebody like Deegan, you know, and I, Deegan, I just give you a ton of credit, man. You're doing things the right way. You've got yourself surrounded with great people. You've got a great routine. You, you've got, obviously you have great physical attributes, but you are just working very, very hard in the classroom as well. And you're just setting yourself up for a lot of success. And I, I know that type of success is coming your way. So let me ask you something. Speaking of success, you know, as you kind of roll into your summer season and then next year where I know the expectations are going to be high for high school, talk about a couple of short-term goals, just things that you're trying to achieve on your own, personal checklist, and then kind of give us a feel for, you know, a little bit longer you know, over maybe the next two to five years or so, really, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Yeah, uh, some short-term goals that I have for right now is next year in my high school season, I want to have a, a 100 Ks on the season and try and top 95 on the mound. Some long-term goals that I have, like I mentioned earlier, I want to play college ball for sure and see how far I can go in that and then hopefully appear in the draft later on in my career. Man, I love that. 95. So let me ask you something. What, what are you doing or is there anyone in particular that you're working toward to increase your velocity? And the, you know, and as you know, for recruiting and everything else, the name of the game is always velocity. That's the thing that kind of jumps out at everyone. And you already have tremendous velocity, but to pick up, if you're, if you're hitting 92 now to pick up another three, and hit 95, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of strength. And I'm just curious, is it, are you working specifically with anyone? Are you just working out physically? Is it a long toss, a throwing program? Or are you just kind of relying on the fact that, hey, man, you're already 6'5", you're probably going to grow another inch or two, you're going to put on another 20 pounds, whatever it is, and you're just going to naturally pick up the strength? Yeah, I've been, I've been hitting the gym really hard I'm on a pretty strict gym schedule and watching my diet and what I eat and all that kind of stuff I've been I'm on a I have a throwing schedule for weekly and what I do there when I throw a bullpen long toss all that stuff and band work every day is a big thing um and stretching flexibility all that stuff keeping my hips loose and everything uh, I've been working with – I work with my high school coach pretty regularly. He comes to all my pens and watches me and watches my, my off speed and everything, make sure my spin's where, I, where it needs to be and give me little tips like that. Man, again, I mean, you're just surrounded with great people, and I'm just listening to the way you're talking technically. You're obviously spending a lot of time with guys that know what they're doing, you know, in the gym as well. And, you know, one thing that that blew me away when my son went to school – uh, to college, honestly, was just how strong everybody was. And uh, and you're not old enough to remember this, and I'm not saying steroids are the right thing, believe me, but the steroid error from 25 years ago proved out 
that strength wins in baseball and you got to be strong. And uh, the day you step onto a, a, a college campus as an 18 year old, you're going to be competing against kids that are 21, 22, 23 years old. They've been there four or five years and they're men, quite frankly. And they have been working out. And guess what? They're used to seeing 92. You know what I mean? And, and 95 doesn't throw them, throw them off. So I think you're on the right path. You got to get in the gym. You got to work out. You got to keep getting bigger and stronger. So you're doing the right thing. Hey, when you're in the gym, lifting weights and so forth, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite lift? Uh, I would like to say legs, but sometimes that's a little more than you want. But I really like, I really enjoy back, especially after I pitch. It just seems to make my, my soreness and my arm feel a lot better. A, a light jog and a good back session is really good in my book. Hey, that's really cool. Is that immediately after a game or are you talking about like the next day? I try, I try to get in depending on how late the game game ends and what we're doing with my family and all that stuff. And I try to get in that night, but if not for sure, the next morning. I got you. Hey, Deegan, you man, you're really into it. I mean, you're really absolutely dialed into your career, a, a baseball career. Again, I just keep telling you over and over, congratulations. I mean, that's just, you got a great focus, you know, you're, you're kind of tuned into your mind and your body as well. And I mean, that's really, honestly, that's kind of what it takes. Uh, when we're talking about potentially being in a draft, you're certainly wanting to play at the next level. Well, one of the things you got to do to be able to play at the next level, you really need to be recruited, right? So just kind of give us an overall sense of where you are in the recruiting process and maybe even what it's been like for you. And then if you don't mind, just kind of add to that. If you had the perfect college experience in mind, what would it be? And what I mean by that is, would you really like to go to like a large state school or maybe a small or private school? Or would you prefer to go out of state? Just so just kind of give us a sense of your recruiting process and maybe an ideal scenario. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still fairly new to all the recruiting and everything as far as that goes, but what I'm looking for in a college is a good surrounding environment for sure. Like the city and everything wanted to be nice and kind of fitting for me, you know, um, definitely a good coach and good coaching staff and a competitive team that like competes and wants to go win day in and day out that will make a run for sure. I hear you. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It sounds like you just really want to enjoy a college experience, you know, and I, I certainly don't blame you for that whatsoever. What's the recruiting process been like? I'm, I hear, I hear you when you say you're just kind of getting into it, but what does that mean so far? Yeah, it, it's, it's not all that I was expecting for sure. It's, uh, I kind of came into it late thinking I didn't realize how online and everything it is now, like, as far as social media and all that, it's a big, big part of it now. But uh, it's been it's been good. Uh, yeah, I can't complain. It's been really good. It's, I'm still new to it and everything, still getting getting into it and getting the hang of it for sure. But it's been good. I hear you. You know, it's just incredible, isn't it? and I, you know, I, I can't. I kind of keep bringing up my son. I think it's like the third time I've said something about this. But I just, you know, I think it's important not only for you to hear but for other people that are listening as well. My son was recruited very late 
in his uh, in his high school career. He was recruited as a senior, really late in his senior year. Ended up going to a mid major. It was here in Florida, and I, you know, and it was the right environment for him. But the reason I bring that up is you say you kind of got into it late. Well, one of the advantages of getting into it late now is really the change in the in the contact rules where Division One teams, the, the date that they can start reaching out to kids and so forth, everybody's now going to be getting into it late. So it kind of leveled that playing field just a little bit, which is really for the good. I think it's better for the schools, and I, there's no question it's better for the kids as well because it gives you guys an opportunity to kind of continue to develop. And that's really what's much more important than just trying to grab exposure when you're in ninth grade or 10th grade. That's not as important as just developing your game, getting bigger and stronger, much more important to do that. So I wouldn't be worried about the late piece at all whatsoever. Everybody's kind of on their time frame anyway. And then the second thing that I'll just share it's just incredible. I mean, coaches just don't have a lot of time. And I think that's where a lot of kids get frustrated. You know, they are reaching out on social media. They're posting videos. They're attending camps. They're sending emails. And they're probably not getting tons of response. And it can be discouraging. And I think that one of the reasons that they don't get those responses, quite frankly, coaches don't have the time. They don't have the resources. They don't have the wherewithal to keep reaching back out to everyone. And so it's difficult to kind of connect the two. And again, I will just say a little plug for this show. It goes a long way. It kind of gives a coach an opportunity to where they can listen to something at their own leisure and they're not stressed to, to necessarily be reaching back out to everyone. So Deegan, I think, Hey, one thing I'll say for sure, you're six, five, you're at 24 you're throwing 90, I think you got a bright future. <laughs> it doesn't matter that you came in a little bit late. I think you got a fantastic future right here in front of you. Uh, hey, let's kind of end it with one last question. All right. And, you know, kind of think back to maybe right before you came into high school, you know, maybe a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, somebody that was starting to really kind of put it all together. And they're thinking, man, I really want to play baseball. And I think I can make a go at this. What kind of advice would you give that person or that kid? Yeah, I would just say just keep grinding and work hard. Get in the gym and build muscle, and you will see a big difference in your game and everything that you do. Arm care and stretching is very important to stay healthy and improve your game as well. I know it's helped me tremendous just getting flexible and loosening up everything. As you build muscle, you need to stay you need to stay loose and flexible in order to still move and not get injured. Hey, man, that's great advice. I got to tell you, Deegan, I have really enjoyed this evening. I think that you are a super, super bright young man. Again, I think you're very physically gifted. I think you're mentally gifted. And I think one of the things that's so exciting, at least for me, even to be kind of thinking about this, is you're, you're kind of right here at the beginning of your life. You know, I mean, you're, you're figuring it out. You're kind of putting it all together. You're going to have schools that are going to be reaching out to you. You're going to have coaches that are talking to you. You're going to have some t decisions to make. And, I, and you've got the support system. You've got the coaches in place. You've got your parents in place. You've already laid the groundwork for yourself to, to kind of get yourself 
uh, mentally stable, so to say, academically stable, you're, you're going to have some decisions to make and they're great decisions, you know, and I, just, I think that's so exciting. You know, I, I really hope you've enjoyed this evening. I think that uh, it was a lot of fun. I loved hearing your story kind of uh, building up to this point and I'm looking forward to where you're going to go in the future. For sure. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Hey, I will tell you all the anybody that's listening that uh, tomorrow night we've got a, a little bit different experience. We've got Max Holtz coming on. Max is out of Indiana. He's a 24. He's committed. He's going to Moorhead State University. And I think what's so cool about this, we, we are generally our guests are uncommitted prospects. But this is a committed prospect, and his recruiting uh, process was really kind of fascinating. And I think he's got a great story to tell. I think it's going to be very encouraging for anyone who's uncommitted to kind of understand what, what his story and process look like. And I think it will give you and anyone else just a lot of hope. So I would ask that you kind of tune back in tomorrow night at 9 o'clock and, uh, and hear Max. I think everybody will enjoy it. Hey, again, Deegan. Hey, man, thank you so much, man. I really, really enjoyed this. And again, I wish nothing but the best of success and fortune for you going forward. Yeah, thank you very much. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, thanks again for joining. And uh, we're just going to end it here. So good night.